Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am here joined today by the lovely, dashing, gorgeous Sarah Hopkins, who um, she's an amazing woman who lives in New York. And fun fact, she is my client. We're working together right now. Um, Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. It, um, it's truly my pleasure. Um, as I told you, we had a, had a little catch up call Sarah and I last week. And, um, I told her, I'm like, I just, you know, I love responding to desire. So we're going to get into, um, actually how this episode came to be because it is an amazing desire story. Um, and, but first, before we do that, I just, want to let you all into um, who Sarah is in the world and who she is to me. And then we will just jump right in. Um, So Sarah, like I said, she, she lives in New York. She um, moved there in, I guess it was 2015. Um, And as she says, totally expecting to go to Broadway shows like every weekend. (laughs) Because I'm that theater nerd. (laughs) You are that theater nerd. I just love that about you. Um, And then she started um, her coaching practice, which is called Find Your Light Weirdos um, this past November. Um, So we'll get into that. Um, And then Sarah and I have been working together, um, since January. And obviously, you know, for those of you who know about the coaching industry, um, we have a client confidentiality, you know, agreement in place. And for this particular episode, like Sarah and I have talked through, you know, what she wants to share and, um, and she's really agreeing to, you know, to share her experience with the world, um, which is, which is really special, you know, because a lot of times when I do this work, right, it's, uh, it's behind closed doors because I want people to feel safe. And the cool thing is, is that Sarah is just so willing and has a desire to share her story about what it's like to be um, on a feminine path. So um, Sarah has been in my women's program, my fully embodied feminine experience. It's called Cocoon. Um, So we're about halfway through that program. And I think it's really important um, for all of you as my listeners to hear a woman that is like sort of in the trenches with the feminine, you know? You're in the trenches, right, Sarah? So trenchy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, I think sometimes people hear, 
hear what, you know, about my life and the things that I have to share about, you know, my sexuality and, and it's like, whoa, like, how did you get to there, Kaylin? And it's like, I've been doing this work for, you know, five years. And um, so I think it's really, really powerful to just hear from a woman that just started this path and is in it and learning and here for it. Um, so thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to my desire and letting me have on this crazy podcast journey. Yes. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about that first. Sure. Great. Your desire. This was a whole experience that Sarah went through. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to actually slow it down for my listeners a little bit. Um, because like I said, I think it's, it's such a good desire story. So, um, when did, tell us about like, when you first had the desire, what, like, how did it show up for you? Yeah. So, um, one of the other women that we're working with had a workshop that was all about podcasting and like how to kind of like weave service, um, services based podcasting, like into a higher being, Um, and I've always kind of like loved the idea of podcasting in general. And when I discovered your podcast, I was like, oh, my stars, what is this? Um, let's dive right into it. It kind of like aligned with all of the cocoony things that we've been doing. And it's just so great to hear all the different avenues, um, that you're talking about in it. So basically I was like, Ooh, podcast, Kaylin. I have this weird desire. I have no idea where it comes from. I have no idea like what it actually means. Um, but I'm going to voice it to Kaylin. And so basically I came to you and I said, um, if you ever, (laughs) if you ever like lose, um, people to be on your show and you like are trying to scoop the bottom of the barrel and like turn to clients, I would love to be on your show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, which, okay. For those of you who know me or have been listening to the show for a little while, you probably know what I, how I responded to this, (laughs) or for those of you who are my clients or my former clients, right? It's like Sarah was doing that thing, right? Where we want to diminish our desire. And the other thing I want to point out is that it's like you had this, like, I imagine there was something that moved through your body right? and you're like, oh gosh, like I have a desire and it didn't really make sense. Right. It's not like you were like, oh my gosh, I have this wild message. I really want everyone to know. I like you just, you just felt it in your body. And then, you know, there was a little bit of like fear in your space of like, could I really have this? Yeah. Right. Which is the thing that I see so often with women. Yeah. And okay. So, um, wait, what happened next? I, (laughs) I, I think I was like, I, I think I said, Sarah, it sounds like you have a desire. I think those were your exact words. (laughs) Um, and it kind of was like, I am responding to this desire in you and it's a yes from me. And I was like, are you, wait, really that easily? Like, are you sure you don't want to like go through your list of experts and coaches, extraordinaires that have like messages and things to teach? <laughs> um, they're like, no, yeah. let's get you on, let's get you on the calendar. And then literally before the end of the week, we had gotten something like concretely sorted and, 
yeah, it was like that quickly, but total like desire manifestation and, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I also paused to like, really have you own your desire. Yeah. Right? Cause I'm just not going to stand for a woman. That's like, I don't know, maybe if you like want to pick me from the bottom of the barrel, I, I think I was like, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> what is your actual desire? Oh, you want to be on the show with me? Yeah. <gasps> that's so hot. Yeah. And even now, like, as we're discussing it, I'm like finding more like reasons and motivations as to why I wanted to be on there and or wanted to be on here. And Mm -hmm. none of them make sense. Like in the like traditional sense, like some of me wants to share my story about what this journey has been like. The other part of me is like, um, I want to be famous. So let's get on a podcast and like everyone will see how famous or like fabulous I am. And then it's like, will blow up. Yeah. So that is a desire and it doesn't make sense and it's not rational, but like, mm-hmm. that's why we're here. Yeah. And it led to this moment. Oh my gosh. You have a desire to be famous. I love this desire. <laughs> yeah. Any other desires uh, that you want to share with us? I almost shared one, but there's a tiny part of me that wants it to be. I no. <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna keep us yearning. Yes. Just keep some secrets. Yeah. Well, um, so okay, so let's just track this desire story. Um so then we confirmed it. Right. So I, I was like, Hey, own your desire woman. Great. I respond when a woman holds her desire. That is the hottest thing in the world to me. Right. Then we confirmed, we, we confirmed it. And then I think there was like a month or something of waiting. Right. And, um, and then some things happened for you. Some things happened in your head, I think. Right. Yeah. What happened? I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, are you sure you want me to be on? I'm so nervous. I don't have anything to share. Like, um, I think on our call last week, we talked about like, do I need to come with a Ted talk to like (laughs) share with your listeners some like golden nuggets of wisdom. Um, Mm -hmm. and just started panicking that I had like nothing to bring to this space. Um, regardless of like just being and having a conversation with you and like what that can open up for people, um, like totally outside of my purview and it took the grounding Uh, of like, you know, our calls being like, try again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so gorgeous. And thank you for your vulnerability and in sharing that. Right. For those of you who are listening, thinking, how do I be more in my feminine? That is your feminine. Just revealing your heart. And you do that so beautifully. Thank you. I genuinely don't know if I would have been able to do it three months ago. So Mm. kudos to you. (laughs) But yeah, um, that's, genuinely something that I have needed to look at and like work on because it mm-hmm. is so hard to just like stand in that um mm-hmm. for so many different reasons like both personal and you know societal and cultural mm-hmm. so yeah 
something I've had to unlearn. Totally. Yeah. Well, you're practicing it beautifully. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to point out here, right. Is that Sarah had to hold the weight of her desire. Right. It's like she, I said, yes. Right. And then there was a month long waiting period getting on my show. And then it's like in that time, right. She really had to hold the weight of it. And it's totally normal, right? When we're in process of getting our desires, it's a lot of sensation to hold in your body. <laughs> Sarah, anything you want to add about that, Sarah? Um, it's, it's astounding the variations of weight that can be held and yeah. at like the same time and simultaneously and contradiction. Like it's just... An yeah. internal roller coaster that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, and it expands what's possible in your life when you do hold the weight of your desire, right? Because you could hold the weight of this, it's like what else could open up because you were willing to express your desire and then hold the weight of it in process of getting on the show, right? Amazing. And then, um, and yeah, and then we spoke and I think you, uh, yeah, you were, you know, we were kind of sort of talking about, Oh, what, what might it be like? And what do we want to talk about? Um, and yeah, that thing came up again. I was like, Oh, I remember you texted me something about some topic you wanted to talk about. And that's, And that's when you really gave up your game and just said, oh yeah, I just came up with that because I thought I needed to be an expert yeah, or like bring some, something. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. Like what was going on for you? Yeah. So to go back to, to the, just like not feeling my own like worth and like Mm -hmm. um, whatever, sense of self that I could bring to the podcast. Um, I was like, it is the only thing I have to bring is like something outside of me. Mm -hmm. It is not just me as a person. It's not my experiences. It is something that I've accumulated from someone else and like have become an expert in to then use this as like a teaching platform to like share some kind of I don't know, golden wisdom, Deepak Chopra, like guru. I don't, I don't know. Cause I think I was going to try and talk about like how to make your weird normal in this new, like, I I don't even remember. It was pathetic. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't pathetic. It just wasn't when I, when I read that text or I, I forget what the communication was. I was just sort of like, oh, I, I just couldn't feel you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, real. yeah, it just wasn't real. And so, yeah, I just remember saying, oh no, I just, I really think it's important that women hear what it's like to be in process with your feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and when I said that, I just remember you were like, oh yeah, it was okay, let's talk about the process, not what you've like learned through the process. And I think that's something that I am really struggling with, like, and on my own journey to really focusing on like the outcomes as opposed to, you know, like what happens in the day to day and the in-between moments. And, um, yeah, yeah, so it's just full circle. (laughs) 
Totally. Well, okay. So, um, I, I'd love to hear, um, just thinking about, you know, well, actually give us a little context for like what you, like you, what you coming on a feminine path, like what that has meant for you in your life. Yeah. Um, I have been thinking about that a lot lately, um, in preparation for coming on here. Um, I had originally started to do like self-work, um, when the pandemic started and I lost my job, it was like, oh, I have nothing else to do. Maybe now is the time to invest. And I have, you know, the opportunity and the time. Um, mm-hmm. as did most of the world and, um, through happenstance really found you and opened up my eyes to feminine work because, um, I don't think that like growing up, I had the whole shebang of, mm-hmm. um, knowing feminine and masculine and just the pros and cons and just like the ever ending, like the never ending flow of them both. And, um, I thought this was going to be a conversation about like how to use, or, like bring up my desires in like a sexual sense. Yeah. Um, and whether that's just like shirking, um, cultural norms of, you know, small town Midwest places growing up or, um, any other fun, like sexual aspects of it. But it turned out that I needed to go into the feminine. That was like the, I don't know how to describe it. The not that side of it. Um, mm. like the nurturing, the, compassiony the um the like growth side of feminine I needed to like get back in touch with that because I had lost um mm. either like I didn't know what it was or I had lost it or um just had a misconception of what it was um and so I think like from doing my work with like therapy and coaching and then introducing or being introduced to you and your work. Um, it seemed just like a natural progression to kind Mm -hmm. of like look into this as an avenue through which, or like a lens through which to look at some other things. Um, cause the other, (laughs) other ways weren't fucking working. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah, part of it was desperation. Part of it was like (laughs) excitement and intrigue and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I really hear the part about like you just coming home to yourself and coming home to your body and slowing down. Yeah, for sure. It's not, um, you know, when I say feminine path, I think it evokes a different image for everyone. Right. Um, and yeah, this doesn't have to mean that all of a sudden you like turn into a slut and, you know, I mean, if you want that, you know, I'm a yes. Yeah. Right. But it's like, um, the, the feminine path is actually really at its core. It's very tender. Oh yeah. That is, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but it makes total sense when you really think about it. Like, of course it's going to be, it's like, the most raw part of you and the most vulnerable. So of course it's going to be fucking painful and tender Mm -hmm. and 
um, going to take a lot of like comfort and holding and yeah. yeah. What's, um, what's one sort of like tender part of yourself that you've discovered on this path? Um, I have really started listening to and paying attention to the little version of me. Um, Mm -hmm. like, I know we talk about that in theory all the time of like, oh, pretend you're like your little girl and you dress up and you do, I don't know, you indulge silliness and you watch Disney movies and whatever. And yes, that is amazing. And I love doing that. But, um, the actual care and like attention that either she didn't get or like it wasn't exactly what she needed um that genuine love Mm. like and tenderness towards her specifically has been something Mm. that's really come up for me like in this process so uh I love that so much did I mean I know I did not expect to get in touch with my little girl uh when I came came down the windy feminine path yeah I was like I'm gonna become a sexually liberated woman yeah yes queen yes yeah (laughs) it's like I had some sort of vision well and you know I it's sort of like I was in you know started this work in a community of women where I just saw these women who were just coming out with their sex right and then I didn't realize sounds similar to you I didn't realize like oh this is going to require me to get in touch with all the parts of me yeah and primarily the ones that like you don't want to but really Mm -hmm. need to Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been fun. <laughs> well, what's, um, what's one way that you have nur- started to nurture and just get in touch with your little girl. And just for my listeners, just to clarify, when we're talking about like little girl, we're just, we're just talking about the, um, you know, we all have different sort of characters and identities inside of us. Um, and usually there's like, well, for, for all of us, there's, you know, the little girl or the little boy version of who we were. And, um, and, and oftentimes, like, at least I've found that getting in touch with that part of you can just open up, you know, a whole new world. Like sometimes my little girl is running the show. And so if I'm actually giving her a voice and nurturing her, then like she doesn't need to be in the driver's seat. I can have her in the passenger seat and take really good care of her there. So yeah, tell me, tell, tell my listeners like what, um, yeah, about your little girl and how you're nourishing her. Um, it's giving her a lot of witness. That's what I'm really Mm. like coming home to, um, is, it's not necessarily like a specific thing that I'm giving her. It's like, oh, hey, you have something you need to say or are feeling and either you need the space to do it or you need somebody to listen or you need like someone to listen to you throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) Um, 
like a couple weeks ago, I genuinely had a four-year-old temper tantrum in mm. my space. And I was like, oh, that's my little girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was just so interesting, like how quickly and like um, how easily she was let out in that moment. And I think it's just because she's, you know, been listened to and um paid attention to uh and I think she really needs that so Mm. witnessing is definitely something yeah I think more adults should be willing to have temper tantrums like on purpose so great so great like a five minutes where I literally just like sat on my bed and flailed and kicked and like and and (laughs) then after that I was like okay that was the moment (laughs) but Mm -hmm. now you got that out and it was good and um you are back to a functioning adult (laughs) Mm -hmm. and can go about your day um highly highly support that idea as well yeah gorgeous yeah that's oh that's so powerful to just um to just give her space that's it yeah. And, you know, I think it's the thing most people are not willing to do. So I really want to acknowledge you for giving her space. It's Thanks. gorgeous. Thanks. She also has some really fun hairstyles that she busts out every once in a while. So <laughs> I let it happen. <laughs> so good. Oh, well, um, tell us what else. Um, yeah. What else has been revealed on this feminine path and, you know, what's sort of been, you know, surprising for you? Um, how much I revel in friendships with women and, Mm. um, how like vital they are to my existence to having like a nurturing um role model but also like friendship but also motherly at the same time like this huge multifaceted highly nuanced relationship with women Mm. um I my eyes are just being open to like what that looks like and what it can look like um yeah and those possibilities are pretty pretty triggering but also like so exciting at the same time um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I love it. And I'm like against it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just to be clear, right. The thing we're really talking about is sisterhood. Yeah. Which is a little different than friendship. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So I guess that's another aspect that I'm like having to learn is that friendships with women is totally different than sisterhood with women. Um, and just like what it means and how it can change and what it truly means to hold sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, like, what would you say are, um, like some of the, some of the parts of sisterhood that you've started to practice? Um, giving up my game. Mm. Um, Oh, tell people what you mean by that. That is so hot. (laughs) 
What does giving up your game mean? It means revealing or admitting what you're holding on to. So mm-hmm. if I, um, I don't even have an example right off the top of my head. Um, I am envious of my friend's coaching practice because I want my coaching practice to be at that level Mm -hmm. or like better or something. So basically you're revealing like an envy and a wish at the same time. Mm. Question mark. Would I, would I be correct in? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, um, right. uh, uh, Underneath, uh, underneath your envy, the thing that you're pointing to, I think is that underneath your envy right. Is, is a desire. Yes. And so you, instead of holding on this other woman, ah, oh, like that bitch, she has a successful coaching practice and you know, we all want to make the women around us wrong when they are successful. Yeah. And if you haven't, you think you haven't done that, you are a liar. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and so the um the practice as you just so beautifully described is to say wow i noticed that i'm so envious of your coaching practice ooh i can feel it in my body what's it like being that honest with women terrifying um there is something about the relinquishing of that like sentence into the universe mm. and like trust that goes into how it's being received. Um, that is really scary for me. Um, and so that's something that I've like really had to work on is just like not only giving up my game and like actually voicing what I'm trying to say but then like being able to then receive that being well received as well as like whatever compassion or love or support is then being offered back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I'm just so super aware of that these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love that. It's, it's the, um, the difference right? Between going to a woman and saying, oh, I'm really jealous, you know, like, and just like being in your stuff. Yeah. Right. The difference between that and and like hating for her for it, the different, there's such a big difference between that and the like coming to another woman from full responsibility. Yeah. And then receiving, like receiving her attention. Yeah. It's really magical, but also like really hard to sit with, um, to be fully seen and witnessed. Like, I think that's why my little girl just needs that space all the time is because, yeah, um, to have your thoughts and feelings and emotions, you know, shared bare and witnessed by someone is so powerful. And then to have them treat it with respect and kindness and compassion is like 
Mm. Breathtaking. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'm just like thinking about some of these moments that you've had with our cocoon women, right? Where you just you just want to figure out the right answer and the right way to say it. And then they are just a blanket of love for you. Yeah, um, I saw that in this week's call. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Okay, so this is how that works. Um, so I am witness to it and I'm like trying to let it settle in, but... Yeah, it's it's such a process and it's I didn't realize it would be this difficult. Mm-hmm. But here we are. What um what possibility does this open up in your life to be able to have relationships with women like this? Mm, I think So come with me on this journey for a minute. (laughs) Oh, I am on this ride. Um, The reason I have tried to keep um, light around my business is because I'm really invested in this idea of like being a light that helps light other people to then like create Mm -hmm. more. So I wouldn't be the candle that like lights other candles. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I think in accessing this kind of sisterhood with women is just another tool in my tool belt to kind of do that work where I can interact with women on this like completely different level. And through me being my like most authentic sister person and letting that light shine and then treating another person with that much like sisterhood and respect that that like light just continues to shine and um super cliche and cheesy but then like the light continues to shine throughout the world and um we we create that that magic and the um impact that can be had when women are fully like empowered and in their Mm. their light so Mm -hmm. Well, yes. What I got from that was just the power of, um, allowing all women to be bright. Yes. Right. Cause we are taught in the world that if one, if, you know, if your friend is bright, then you couldn't possibly be bright at the same time. Correct. It's like we cut women down. Yeah. Right. We shame women for what they dress, how they dress or what they look like, or even for their accomplishments. Yeah. Sometimes particularly for their accomplishments. Because mm-hmm. it's triggering. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's like we don't actually take responsibility for our own shit a lot sure. of the time. And I say we as collective, this is a blanket statement <laughs> about women um, and, and what we're taught culturally. Um, so the possibility that I hear in what you just shared is just like, oh, wow, all women can actually be bright. Yes. And I think something that has come up once or twice in Cocoon is that that brightness does not diminish yours, nor does mm-hmm. it take away from somebody else's. It's right. you can exist bright simultaneously with a bunch of other bright bitches and <laughs> it's great. 
Yeah. Well, we've had a few times where that's come up, right? Where one woman was really bright and then, uh, you know, another woman or, you know, another couple women like really gave up their game and said, whoa, I got triggered there when you were bright. Yeah. 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 It's triggering, (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like, so beautiful to see it from an outside perspective within that as well so like within cocoon to be witness to that when it happens to the other women um is also really helpful and educational like when I go through it and it's like yeah totally yeah oh yeah that's me right right (laughs) huh well um Tell us about, um, what you are learning about your desire right now. I have a lot of them (laughs) and I, and I like say that to be dramatic, but also just like the range is so varied, um, Mm -hmm. with desires, like, I want to get the fuck out of New York. I haven't left since last February. I am dying. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to travel, like get me on a plane. I don't care where I'm going to things like I have a desire to have a bed full of fluffy pillows and read a book and drink a cup of coffee. Mm. Like I have so many fucking desires and (laughs) I'm just really becoming present to like the range that it exists. Like it's not just sexual desires. It's not just like Mm -hmm. food desires. It's literally everything and anything. And that's been eye opening for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wait, give us like one or two more just desires, just anything. Okay. I have a desire to, so I currently, um, do, this is not a promo, but if you get paid for it, I'll help you out. Hunter killer. It's this like weekly subscription or monthly subscription. You try and be a detective and you find a fake serial killer. Anyway, I have a desire to find out who my murderer is. (laughs) That's one desire. One desire. Okay. Hit me I have a desire for new plant babies. Oh, oh, you know, I support that. I know. <laughs> um, and last one, I have a desire to, um, go for a walk and be in the sunshine and feel the air on my skin today. Hmm. Wow. Your desire is gorgeous, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and, and just for, um, all of my listeners out there, the thing I want to reflect is this is such a beautiful example, um, of, you know, you can have like little desires, you can have big desires and Sarah has now been in the practice, right. For three and a half months of really naming her desires, you know? And it's like, whoa, this is what's possible, right? To just be able to say like, oh, I want to fill my bed with pillows and then drink this specific thing. And, you know, 
to be able to just say that and like not know, like maybe Sarah doesn't have enough pillows right now that would like cover her whole bed. I don't know, (laughs) but like, she's allowed to have that desire and then just get so curious about how it could come to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What, what has made the biggest difference for you? Um, when it comes to just getting in touch with what your desires are, because I, I think this is, or at least what I've seen and tell me if you agree that this is like where most women struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, even in the identification stage. So will you walk us through sort of what that was like for you at the beginning and how you've just practiced getting in touch with your desires? Yeah. Um, I will do my best. I think that something that really helped me was just the constant reminder to slow down Mm. Um, and just like taking time to listen. Mm. Um, I have a tendency for my brain to like overthink and over race and just like not give myself the time to like let things come and go not get attached. Um, and so I think I really needed the reminder to stop, take Mm -hmm. some breaths. (sighs) Don't let your brain think or like overthink. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to put that into other words. Um, but then there was also a piece of like, there is no judgment about the desire Mm -hmm. um and I'm still working on that it is still something that I you know come up to head to bat with quite a a bit it's like Mm -hmm. this desire doesn't make sense it's like it just I'm not worth it or like it's crazy um and all of those things that we tell ourselves to take away from the ability and possibility from that desire like mm-hmm. those I've had to unteach myself um, and just the allowance of like, you can have a desire. It also doesn't mean anything about you as a human, nor is it like identifying, nor is it concrete, nor is it even like real. <laughs> <laughs> like your, your yes. desire is just the thought. And that thought is fleeting and it's not going to kill anybody. Even if you voice it, it's not going to kill it. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, what I hear in that is just the total unattachment. Yeah. Right. You've really, I'm just so in this conversation, I'm just present to the woman who I spoke to last, I think it was like October when you signed up for cocoon. Right. Uh And, um, just the, the way that you are, um, so much more grounded in your body. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. Like I, didn't realize that I had such a detachment and that there was so much room to grow. And now three months in, I'm realizing just like, Oh, leaps and bounds from where we were when we started, but also there's so much that can still happen. Um, Mm. that's really exciting. It makes me (sighs) sense for the rest of the 
the rest of the container. <laughs> we don't even know what's going to happen. I mean, I just tell women, I'm like, come into my cocoon, you know, it's yep. like my little witch's coven. Um, I have no idea if you're going to come out a butterfly or a cougar or a witch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or a cougar, witch, butterfly, like. Yeah. Um, that's so, that's so great. The, yeah. So just, I hear the, um, yeah, being willing to slow down and just get into your body. Mm -hmm. That is step number one. And then just being willing to honor anything that passes through you, right. It's just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's this fleeting thing. Okay. Maybe that's my desire. Like, let it come out. And if it's true, you'll actually receive your desire. Yeah. You don't lose anything by letting it come out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I'm getting this like mental image of a butterfly actually going to like a bunch of different flowers. And it's like the butterfly has a desire to go to all of these flowers and they do, but like, each flower is not being devastated that the butterfly like didn't go to them or it like didn't do <laughs> one thing or the other. Um, it's totally yeah, unattached. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I'm going to do my fucking butterfly thing and yeah. be awesome. Mm. Oh, that's so, that's so gorgeous. Well, and it, I mean, you know, I got to say to hear you articulate this in this way is so like, it just touches my soul at such a deep level, right? Because I, uh, I'm over here living and breathing this work and like, I think it works, you know, and I had so many clients who tell me that it does and right. I'm a normal human at the end of the day. And I doubt my work sometimes. I'm like, I don't know, am I a crazy person? You know, it's just like, it's totally just normal human stuff. Mm -hmm. And so to hear your firsthand experience and hear you tell women, oh, like just slow down. Yeah. Just honor that desire voice that's in you. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. You need at least like one avenue that through which you're not quieted. Like we as women are quieted in so many different ways and so many different aspects. Like our desire should not be one of them. Like it's, oh. it's yeah. Do not quiet your desire. Women <laughs> don't do it, please. <laughs> Wow. Amazing. Um, well, uh, before we wrap up, um, is there anything that, um, that you want like women who are flirting with the feminine path, any last words that you want to say to those women? Continue flirting, start dating, do the damn thing. (laughs) Um, There's something, there's something about like self-trust that I really want to articulate, but I'm really not sure how, like what words to put with it. Um, 
trust in yourself because you're doing it for like the right reasons, which are for you. And like, that is when it's the most pure. Mm. Mm -hmm. Your desire is worth it. Yes. Amazing. Ah, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, let me just rewind there. I really want to receive that. I want to model receiving for my listeners. Will you say that again? Which part would you like me to? I just want you to say thank you again. Oh, thank you. Hmm. You're welcome. That women is receiving. Um, okay. So, uh, anything you'd like to share about your, uh, what's going on with your coaching practice or other opportunities to connect with you for any who are interested? Um, so I have coaching practice. Um, if you are interested in doing, um, one-on-one work with me, you can find me over on Instagram at, at Sarah Hopkins underscore NYC. Um, and then I also, I need to revamp, um, timings, but I have a workshop, um, that happens about every other, um, week that is how to be normal quote unquote after the pandemic. Um, and it's basically just like living your new normal and whatever that means, whether it's like, I'm found out that I'm a germaphobe (laughs) during COVID or I found out that I like need human touch or I forgot how to interact socially. Uh, with humans. So it's taking all of these like fears and concerns and just kind of like normalizing them and also saying there is no normal, fuck it, and be the most you person you can be moving forward. Mm. So the information Um, about that is on my Instagram too. Amazing. Get in touch with Sarah if you have desire. And Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.